Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we have a completely magical guest. Her name is Lisa Lister. Lisa has been crowned the Defender of Female Awesomeness by Cooler Magazine. She is a writer, menstrual fertility and reproductive health practitioner, and founder of SheFlow, a personal invite to celebrate the fiercely feminine, sensual pleasure of being a woman through yoga, movement, massage, mysteries, and magic. Lisa is dedicated to helping women crack their lady code, reconnect with their body wisdom and love their lady landscape through her best-selling books and She Power Collective on Patreon. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) This is so cool. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me, Lauren. You're so welcome. And uh, before we press record, Lisa was speaking to something that we're going to talk about, but she was talking about trusting the timing. And likewise, I always trust the timing with you, even though I'm really like responsive and like, can Lisa just write back to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I re- I think I reached out, I wrote to the wrong email address to so ask you on, I think it was January and magic happened and whisked through and I got this email from your assistant saying, okay, the timing can happen now. I was like, I trust that. I really trust yeah. it. Okay, it wasn't meant to It wasn't meant to be pushed or forced at the beginning of the year. Now is the timing. And especially with a recent announcement from you, I'm like, that's why it needed to happen now rather than sooner. So complete trust in the timing. I'm really excited. <laughs> No, me too. Me too. And I love speaking to people I know. I always find these so much easier when they're people that I've worked with and like we've, you know, we've worked together on projects. So it's a joy. It's a total joy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I've really found um, people have responded to all the podcasts where I know people, where I know the guests, people have responded more favorably where I've known the guests because I go, yeah. blah, 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 and we did this, and we know each other. <laughs> and genuinely, which- <laughs> you, you, you obviously, sometimes you sort of drop way more because you're like, oh, we know each other, we've totally. had a, you know, we've had a working relationship and like, da, 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 oh, wait a minute, this is being recorded. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we can cut that out if you want, but really that's like <laughs> You know, that's the good stuff. That's the yeah, and that's the stuff I listen to podcasts for, right? Like, mm, I don't want someone sure. telling me like the same stuff in every podcast. Mm. Like, this is juicy to have a conversation. So, yeah, yeah I'm but, excited. Thanks. Yeah, me too. Let's have that conversation. Before we do, I would love mm. if I could have your permission to share how we work together um, oh, and gosh, to tell yeah, that please, story. Uh, so, yeah. how it all happened was. Another guest on the podcast, Sharon Holmes, came over to my house one day and I want to say maybe it was 2017, late 2016, early 2017. I was nearly postpartum and she said, 
blah, blah, blah. Do you know Lisa Lister? I was like, no. And she said, oh, she wrote this book called Love Your Lady Landscape because you're a sexologist. I think you'd like it. And I just jumped on, um, I don't know, whatever, ordering, you know, whatever. buy books from. Whatever yeah. we buy books from. <laughs> and um, got it delivered and just started devouring it and started reading your words and just felt such solace and was following you on Instagram. And it came to the point where I was hearing my book coming through. I was hearing my book coming through and I, I just, I, I can remember where I was in my house. I can remember the moment. It was like the metaphorical tap on the shoulder to just, <laughs> it was seriously said, go look at Lisa Lister's site. Like that's all it said. It said, go look at Lisa Lister's site. I went to your <laughs> website and I was like, she does book editing. Oh my God. And just went, just, just yeah, the rest, the rest from that point on was just magical. Like that we had a bit of back and forth and I felt like, Oh, will we, won't we like, is this going to happen? And you're like, sorry, I'm in Malta. I've got no net connection. Like I can't I know, right? <laughs> and, wow. um, and just you saying yes was honestly, no, no shit was one of the most magical, like it was a moment of full magic activated in my body. It was going, oh my God, this is going to happen. And it just meant so, it meant so much to me that you were going to walk alongside me. And I felt like the luckiest woman on earth. I was telling everyone, I was like, I'm so lucky. Like, I'm the lucky one that gets to hold word medicine made by women that are doing like incredible work. And and I think the thing is as well that, um, it used to be a job, right? That was part of my work. But what I'm blessed in is that now I only offer that like two or three times a year so that it means I get to really, really work specifically with women that got a big medicine to share in yes. book form, right? Like, so it's not like, oh, this is my job. Like, this is a part of my job. You know, we haven't, and the joy of us being women is that we don't have to have like a one size fits all label as to like, oh, you do this, you do that. So the book editing is now something I get to choose to do when like someone like you comes to me and says, I've got this medicine. I want to share it with the world. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in like sign me up and I am all in. Right. And you have to trust the process. And I think that's the biggest ask of anyone, especially if you're sharing feminine or like deeply deep body known like in your bones wisdom that's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all system right mm-hmm. so we have to then trust the system of the creation so that the book itself then holds the spell that you've written that you're going to write that you're going to create right so and and with you it was it was super clear it was like ah, I'm in sign me up yeah. so um <laughs> it was a, just as much me signing up to you as you signing up to me mm-hmm. so yeah oh that's so nice to hear that's so nice to hear that's yeah. three years on that's really nice to you know yeah absolutely really nice mm. to hear thank you and yeah it was just and um, we did make magic it was so it had such ease and flow and there was never like a there's never any resistance it was, it was a really it was I still coin it as the project that showed me what flow state is the project that showed me what ease is the project that showed me what it is to be a channel and it was your like a lot of that was your um your support and you having that you embodying that flow you embodying that ease you embodying what it is to be a channel so 
Yeah, well, lots of thank you in this mutual back pattern love fest. <laughs> I think that, uh, but I also think that's the that's that is the magic. You're, that's how you can tell the difference between a book that is a medicine book like yours that will last the test of time versus, um, you know, a beautiful but you know how to self help manual, for instance, yeah. which you know is totally have their place. But actually, you know, in terms of what's necessary right now is well for me anyway and this is truly a personal preference and is why I you know get to do the work I do I guess is because I want women's stories like I want women's realness I want women's like edges and the places Mm. they dance at versus like I don't want anyone telling me what to do we don't need people telling us what not to do we need people reminding us who we are Mm -hmm. so you want you know if you're right if you're writing a book or or if you're um yeah, or if you're reading a book, you don't want someone to go go do this. You might think you do, by the way, because obviously we've been, you know, we're in a society that will have us believe that we don't trust ourselves and our inner wisdom. So therefore, we must therefore trust and believe someone that writes something in a book to be truth. Mm. My, my thing always is like, I want the person who's writing the book to be receiving the medicine first and foremost so the act of the writing the act of the creative process like you said the, the like you said in terms of the flow state but to recognize what that even feels like to recognize what it is to incite um re- response in the person reading it to, to be able to share wisdom and insight without saying you should do this you should do that or you you know and and then to let the person read it receive medicine simply by holding the book in their hands simply by listening to your words if it's in an audio book or simply by you know because sometimes you don't even need to read a book to know it's magic like you've just got to look at your cover on permission to know that like that book is juicy right like you can just have it on a shelf like I have and you can just go "Mm mm-hmm (laughs) because <laughs> you know like and, and then and then to read it is an, is another experience and, and it helps you to unfold and I feel like that's the books that I want to read I want to read I, I want to read books that that encourage me to get more curious about myself to get more curious about my own agency and my own power versus um being told what to do yes. I don't think that's what you asked but I'm sharing it anyway no. No, no, it's, it's it's very relevant. I come uh, mm. you know, a lot of my listeners will be um, will will know the experience, and when I say no, I mean cerebral. Know the experience mm. of this is what I think I should do. This is what I think. I, this is who I think I should be. This is how I should get approval. This is what this this should For be sure. my next step. Like the very linear. Oh, when I do the Excel spreadsheet of life, which is what we talked about. <laughs> When we were, you know, when I was writing permission, but it's still, it's still very, it's still very prevalent. It's still very, it's still very present for them. So they will really, Mm. they will really respond to what and how you just move them. And that's what I always loved about your books was I will just reread them or I'll just dip into them every now and again when I just want comfort. I just want. <laughs> I heard you say that in, on your Insta stories this morning. You were like, I sometimes <laughs> I just read it for comfort. I'm like, oh, that makes me so happy. I know. It's, 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 just, like, it's just, oh, it's Easter time. Oh, what does Lisa say in which about Easter time? Like just a little, a little top up refresh. Oh, that's really, um, that's really and nice. And I just think there's no, you can't, you can't put a price on that. You cannot put a price on being of comfort to people when they they are stepping forward 
saying, tell me what I should do. And you just do, you take the most empowering action and, and ask, what do you feel you yeah. could do with this moment or with this information or now that you know this? And that is just such a beautiful gift to give to people who feel disempowered and yeah. It's, well, and we all feel, yeah. you know, and we, we live in a, we, we, you know, we're currently experiencing a cycle of collective trauma of being women in a world that was never, you know, there's this systems and structures that are like not set up in our favour. So mm-hmm. like we often feel that disconnect. We often feel that um, disassociation even from, from the real world and, and, you know, keeps us compliant, doesn't it? Whereas I think that enough, like that's enough of that now. That's yeah. enough of that. Like, really? Yeah. And I mean, and, you know, it sounds flippant, but it really is time. Like, it's time for us to, like, stop looking for strategies of survival and start remembering how bloody powerful we are. And that can come through creative process more. I mean, it's 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 the one thing I've known in my belly since I was a child not a lot else everything else is through learned experiences and mistakes and messy you know mess ups and all of that sort of stuff but what I do know is that that creative process if allowed to unfold in us specifically as as women can really can really allow for that that kind of I don't know like I talk about it in all my books, but like, you know, that darkness whereby we're told to be afraid of the dark. Literally, that's where our powers are. Like, that's where they've put our powers. Mm-hmm. They put all of the things that, like our cyclic nature, our connection to ourselves, our, our connection to our bodies and to nature and to the cosmos. They put it in the dark and then taught us to be afraid of the dark and then told us that those things are taboo. Mm-hmm. And then if you dare to get curious, if you dare to get um, like a little bit inquisitive about that, then it's almost like you're opening Pandora's box. And if you open Pandora's box, then you'll be cursed. Like all of these stories throughout mythology are in place to keep us compliant. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like the bigger medicine here for all of us, the bigger message, the bigger unfoldment for all of us is, is to yeah, start to use our own self-power, our own agency, and I find that through the creative process more than anything, like that flow state, that trust in like, whoa, look at what what's possible. Look at all words appearing on a page that aren't shit, amazing. Like, yeah. you know, just to even have that recognition and and to trust yourself, to go to those wild edges of who you are, like, and go, shit, do I actually think that? And that doesn't have to go into print. That doesn't have to, but like, that's the whole point in letting it be medicine, like the letting the creative process, or even like, and we're talking about books, but, you know, I make art, I, you know, I use colour, I use, you know, you can, it can be any form of creative expression. Like, you know, we are creatrixes. Like, we can birth entire freaking universes if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. As, you know, and and so, and, from, and many of us birth lives. Many of us build birth businesses. This is all that creative power that is really in us always waiting to be accessed and activated so I feel like that's my yeah I don't know I haven't got onto that one but yeah that's that's the that's my kind of um what's the my response I guess to the societal spell that we've probably been under for a few kind of thousand years <laughs> yeah yeah plus some <laughs> plus some <laughs> um I would love to take what you just said and segue into a question that I have about the darkness and Mm. 
One of the first questions I always ask guests on the podcast is about their bathroom store moments in life. And you can rename it whatever whatever you want. It can happen in a car. It can happen in a stairwell. It can happen in an aeroplane. It's one of those moments in life where you are trying to hold it all, all together and it feels like everything's falling apart and you're usually alone and it's like there can be that push-pull of like, I want to be seen by someone right now. It's like I want to be invisible, like no one ever look at me ever again. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, and naturally there's a lot of darkness that comes through in those moments. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you had ever experienced a moment like that that you'd be willing to share with us today. Yeah, there's been a few. Um, And there should be as well because it's where we grow. Like it's where we get really rooted. Like honestly, I will tell you about it, but what I feel like is more important is recognising that the – that darkness is where we grow our strongest roots. Mm. You know, the goddess, you know, she's been pushed down and in, into the darkness for thousands and thousands of years, yet still still she rises, right? Like, yet mm. still we're experiencing that rise of feminine energy in all of us, um, in the collective, you know, we, we are experiencing that. So it's, it's in that darkness that we, you know, we're able to find our light. We're able to find, you know, it all sounds very... Instagram meme I'm very aware of that but I feel like it's important to know before (laughs) they're always a breakthrough they're always a breakthrough like if you can trust and the problem is when we we think of the dark we think of the unknown and we're scared of the unknown Mm. right so when we're in those moments and I'm trying to think of a, a specific one um like I say, there's been a few because I'm a Scorpio and death and rebirth's my thing. Like mm. I'm, I'm a lot more comfier to know that it's a cyclic process. So, I mean, they can happen in very small moments and then they can happen, you know, when you split with a partner, when I split with um, the person before I met, like my forever love, my husband, right? Like it was, you think it's the end of everything. You think yeah. it's going to, and of course it is. Yeah. Like and you have to die to that. Like but the, the the act is in the surrender. The act is in the in the um in the let go and then like realizing how tightly you are holding on to something that was a version of what you believe to be true. And can you trust, can you surrender enough to be in the darkness of the not knowing, to be in this great cosmic void of which ultimately it is, and surrender and be like, okay, take me. And then what? And then what? Because ultimately, unless you're dead, something happens. Mm. Like there's a movement, there's a phone call, there's a word, yeah. there's a there's a book, there's a, you know, when I split up with that previous partner, you know, I was reading Eat, Pray, Love. And, you know, I couldn't be more cliche about this, you know, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I was reading Eat, Pray, but that book saved me, you know, like the words in that book saved me that in that moment, because I was like, this is like, you know, you're taking my, who I thought I was as a potential wife. You're taking who I thought I was as somebody who owned a home. And so now I don't own a home. Now I'm single. Now I'm, I thought I'd have my shit together by the time I was 30. That's when, that's when that particular um, mm. um, experience happened. And yet, you know, now I can look back and be like, thank that happened like mm. thank goodness that happened because now look where I am now look at the love of ex- I can experience because I've known what I surrendered to like if I had just settled for that kind of love 
now I would never have known this kind of love that I'm now in with my with my um, my Viking. You know, I would never experience that. I would never experience what it is to share. To and then there's been loads of like I say, they come in and and never never belittle an experience. They're all here to teach us. So the, the it can be a big like knees to the floor, like you know, like an eat pray love moment. Um, I feel like it was quite meta having an eat, pray, love moment whilst reading eat, pray, love. You know, it felt <laughs> like it was like, of course, I'd be a stereotype. But, um, but yeah, you know, to, to then recognise that they're happening on the daily. And it's like, I feel like they're always a call to stop holding on too tightly, mm. to practice the act of surrender. Like we are not taught to surrender in in you know in this kind of cultural society that in the west that we're used to you know it's like we're just not taught that we're not taught how to how to surrender how to allow death so that there can be rebirth yeah yeah you know and that's why i love the cyclic work it's why i'm obsessed with the cyclic work because we get we get to experience that if you're someone who bleeds you get to experience that in your body each month it's almost like a little ego death like you might have thought you had all this energy you might have thought you had all this power and then like it comes to the second half of the cycle and your energy is depleting and and like your hormones are, are dropping and you're like oh okay and you have to release you have to let go otherwise it's painful we know that we experience mm. that through you know pm you know, pms and all of the things that come with kind of um constrained emotions that kind of happen around those sort of times and so actually we're just asking ourselves more than anything these are always opportunities and it's always easy to say in the in the light phases isn't it like it's always easy to say yeah. oh the light the light always comes it's too my nan always used to say and like you know my nan was a woman of wisdom she was a prop, proper gypsy nana um and she always say this too shall pass this too shall pass whether it's good or whether it's bad so like we can be in this totally joyful minute and go wow like look at us we're in conversation together this is so like my heart is so full because I'm with someone I really love and we're in this conversation and we're talking about really important juicy stuff to us and no this conversation is going to end and and that you know so we just we've got to recognize these in every single moment that it's too sharp us and then we don't get so attached then it's easier to surrender then it's easier for us to be in the unknown because when we're in the unknown anything is possible because yeah. there's no thing yes right and I feel like that's the lesson that I I mean and honestly I'm aware that this could also <laughs> sound very like I say like a meme but it's 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 in the you know and and it's much easier to say when you are in the light version of this experience so that you can recognize that when you're in the dark actually it's um surrender Surrender, surrender, surrender. Yes. <laughs> and then surrender some more. And then yes. surrender some more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We are not taught to surrender. And the only example I think a lot of us have of surrender, if any, because it's such an elusive word, if you haven't hmm. felt it through your body, just before I go on, the last line of The Power of Now <laughs> by Eckhart Tolle is, you know, the hypothetical um, person asking a question like, what does it feel like when you surrender? And he says, if you have to ask the question, then you've never actually. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. Yeah. Experience. It is a, oh, I'm just sinking into this decision. I'm sinking into this um, to, 
to what I'm about to step into, even though I don't know what the outcome is going to be, I'm in full trust. It is a full body experience. So if you have to yeah. ask a question, you haven't mm-hmm. yet had the experience and that's okay. You will you will have the experience and you will have it through your body. And if the word surrender feels really strong, really far away from you Lisa dropped another word in that can be um in some ways interchangeable with surrender which is allowing like what can you allow Mm. right now what can you allow to unfold what can you allow to happen even though you want to hold on tight even though you know you have this desire to control even though so um yeah. Yeah. And I think that's about creating a capacity as well, isn't yeah. it? Because like if we've never done it before, it becomes a practice. Like I say, unless yeah. and unless we practice like holding on and it might just be that we just let go of the of the of the grip a little, you know, that we release a little, you know, a bit at a time. Like we move a finger at a time from the rope that we're holding on to so it don't burn us. That's and then it. we also get to receive, which is, you know, the biggest part of um I feel like being in that darkness and allowing ourselves to slowly, slowly, like you say, tentatively at first, maybe if we've never done it before, if we've mm. never experienced what release and surrender feel like, it's it's actually like because the the glory bit that I forgot to mention, the glorious bit is that we are then open to receive. Then you are then open to receive, and in the receiving, there's so many possibilities. That's what I mean. Yes. In that no thing, in that void, the cosmic void, there's like no thing. So anything is possible. And you as the creatrix, like I've said earlier, then get to create what comes next. Yeah. You then get to call in because there's space. If you're holding on to absolutely everything, if you're like, this house is mine, I'm not giving it, I'm, like, I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight for it. And in mm-hmm. some cases, fighting might be the right thing. Mm-hmm. But in, that, in, my, in my case, it wasn't. And actually to let go of it, it made space. There was then space. And then when there's space, you can be open to receive. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. <clears throat> and it's in these moments of, like you said, it's in these moments of light that we can lose touch with that. Um, so in the moments of darkness, is there a different way that you go about about it to remember that, to remember that truth about how you... I think if we... Sorry, if I think if we get in our heads, that's always a problem. Like if we're trying to remember through in, in a kind of cerebral way, like, oh, okay, oh shit, it's all a bit dark around here, isn't it? Like I need to start I need to start surrendering. <laughs> like it really I feel like like when you're in it, you're in it. And there just has to be, and it's what you said just a second ago, Lauren, about allowing, like there has to be an allowing. And that's the only word that allows unfoldment to happen. That's the only word that allows revealment to take place. Mm-hmm. And it's it's simply a big inhale and an exhale to like looking around and going, like, is any of this in my control? And even if it is, how about for a minute, I don't try and control it? How about for a minute? I just allow whatever needs to be present to be present, whatever needs to move through my body to move through, whether it's like big, like ugly sobs, whether it's a scream, whether it's a an expression, because we, we push everything down, like we stop, we suppress so much of this feeling that actually the idea of, of letting go, the idea of surrendering is like, but what if I really surrendered? Like what would happen? Like what would happen? And I get that. Like sometimes when I say to people, like, I really want you to feel what's what's going on for you right now 
they're scared because mm. it's scary to feel like it's scary because you think what, what what if I feel too much like what if what if it becomes too much what if I never stop what if I cry and I never stop crying yeah yeah right but we do but we do and if you cried for three days like what's the like let it be and honestly like that Beatles song let it be is like the only song in those dark moments that is mm can only like you know there's there'll be there might be words like I said there might be friends there might be a book there might be something that falls off the shelf but in those moments something I will turn to versus wait for it to arrive for instance Mm -hmm. like I often let the um you know like you said is there anything you can kind of do in those moments like it's like the only thing I would do in inverted commas would be to play let it be that's that's all I've got that's all I've got like in those darkest moments let it be is like yeah my medicine and I subscribe it to everyone I do subscribe it to everyone the lyrics are beautiful and it's like proper mama energy that you let come to you and hold you instead of you trying to hold everything together which is ultimately what so many of us are doing as women like trying to hold it together trying to hold the bits trying to hold all the pieces trying to hide hold all the emotion Mm. and it's exhausting yeah. But when you're asked to surrender, when you're asked to rest, like rest feels like indulgent. Rest, we feel like guilt for resting, like especially, especially if you're a mama, especially mm-hmm. if you're like you've got a business and you want to try and keep all the plates in the air. And so we don't rest. And so why would we know what surrender is? Because we wouldn't surrender. Because if we surrender, what if any of this escapes? What if we let go yes. of any of these pieces? Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You used the words too much a moment ago and Mm. I would love to talk to you about being too much. Um, When Mm. when you were editing Permission, we talked a lot about the good girl because that was the whole crux of the book was letting, releasing where you can this notion of being the good girl and having her follow you into the bedroom and, and beyond and dictating your every move about what you should be and how you should hold yourself in in intimacy and sex. And at the time I was coming from the place of the good girl who never feels like she's enough, like never feels enough. And you were revealing this other side of the good girl um, mm. which really opened my eyes to it actually and invited me in to approach, okay, what about what about when you become the good girl, when you believe you're too much and you're trying to temper down uh, temper down your too much by being in that constraint and being in that holding? And, yeah, it's only in the last year that I've been playing more with the too much, this is too much, mm. I'm being too much right now, as I start to dig deeper into honouring my essence and who I am and you know what I really love and my fantasy world and and my rich internal experience of life and I was I've I affectionately call it my more it's like my more my more yeah. I want more I want more yeah. uh, sing it um, <laughs> I would love to know I, I am getting to a question I'm just being in my more right now <laughs> like, I'm gonna bring it a four paragraph lead up to my question what is too much. Is there too much? What is your take on it in this very present moment? Is there such a thing? I don't think there's such a thing. I think we're taught. I think, again, if we just go back to those kind of systems and structures that have been put in place to keep us believing we're not enough, 
or that we're too much, right? So we've it just depends on the cultural story you've been fed. But ultimately it's all part of the same societal spell. Mm. Like so, you know, we can we can see somebody at one end of the spectrum going, um, like timid, doesn't want to speak out, too afraid to speak their words, and because they might be seen or they don't want to be seen. And at the other end of the spectrum, we can see somebody who is um like, you know, bold out there so seen like so happy with being seen perceived happy with being seen for instance right Mm -hmm. but that's an act because they don't want people to see the real them they want to you know they're wearing it as a mask perhaps Mm -hmm. or like that person at one end of the spectrum is looking at the other end of the spectrum and creating judgments that is how we're being kept disconnected from ourself and our deepest knowing right like so it's these these uh, I've got no other word for it, right? But it's just like the, they're just all versions of the same spell, right? So that you are not connected to self, so that you are not connected to what you know to be true. Because then you're told, you know, we're, we're told so many stories about how we should be, whether that's familial, whether that's lineage, you know, whether that's societal, whether that's cultural, how should you be? Um, and that will differ, depending on you know where you live and who you know who your family are and all of those things and then it's like we don't even know some of those parts of us Mm. so you know when we're talking about a good girl for example the good girl wants to please like they want to please so they'll be whatever you want them to be that's how good we are as women like we could like I said we could come back to that creatrix right we can come back to her and we can recognize that I've got many, many masks. This this lifetime has meant that I've created a ton of masks. So what, you want me to be on a stage? You want me to speak out? Okay, I'll put that mask on. Oh, you want me to do this? Okay, I'll put this mask on. Oh, you want me to sh- be, be quiet? Okay, yeah, I'll put that mask on. Depending on who we meet and like who we're trying to, like whether we're trying to impress them, whether they, you know, what they want in bed, like you said, like yeah. however that can be, without for one minute checking in as to who we are. Like, Mm. how do you feel in that moment? How does that person make you feel? Yet we are programmed to be outward, like to think about what that person is feeling, thinking, experiencing, and adjusting our dial of usness, our our presence, for want of a better word, like to meet their needs versus like, and, and in the meantime, not even versus anything, like in the meantime, not even knowing what our needs are. Yeah. Like not even tuning in long enough to go, wait a minute like what what you know so and it's like you know on a podcast before I would have been you know when I first was asked to do podcasts years and years ago I was like I have to be a certain version of Lisa so that it's acceptable Mm. but I'm not linear like I don't speak Mm. in straight lines I don't speak in sound bites I'm not good at like you know it'd be very hard for someone to kind of extract like take extract a piece and go oh there we go or they might be able to I don't know but what I do realize now is like how I show up here is the same as how it would be if we met in person how how I should because it's easier for me to be this version of Lisa which is yes Yes. Right. And the, and that is subject to change, obviously, yes. right? Like depending, like, you know, like we said, because we're in conversation, right? So yeah. I know you and this is much more, I guess I might be a little bit more deeper, I might be a little bit more expressive. Mm. Um, and it depends on where I'm at in my menstrual cycle. It depends on if like my partner and I've had sex or if we've argued, like all of those things can impact who you are when you show up in that moment. Yeah. And that is okay 
And I feel like that's the bit we need to look at. Like, I love the idea of the two, like, I love the idea of exploring what too much means to us. I love the idea of what, like, what not enough is. Mm. Ultimately, though, same spell. Yes. Same spell. Ooh. Same spell. Yeah. And both are like, but you, like you say, when we're looking to express ourselves, when we're looking, when we, when we kind of look to, um, those edges even and go, oh shit, like what if I did do that? What if I did ask for that? Mm. That's when those questions of too much generally come up is like actually when we do start tuning in, when we do start listening to like what our needs, our longing, like what it is we long for? Like what is it we, we're yearning for? Like how do we want to be touched in bed? You know, like, oh, how do we want to be touched on our body? Like how do we want to be spoken to? What food do I want to eat? Like how do mm. I want to be nourished? all of those questions that's when you start being like oh even even me for instance like I I used to not tell people that I was like you know I was allergic to a certain sort of food because I was too worried I'd be like put in a category oh she's like one of those people that's picky you know and it's like oh my goodness if I eat that I just oh, I'll put it to you know, I could have a like, I could have a reaction but of course I would put the needs like what people's opinions of me yes. would be versus the actual um like how it my, over my own needs and and that's what so many of us are doing on a daily moment by moment basis and then when we do start to check in that's when the too much can come in yeah like I think I think that's when the two is like when we recognize like oh I like that oh, I'm going to ask for that. Oh, but what if they think that I'm too pushy? What if they think, what if? What, <laughs> like, if? what if they do? What if they do? And I think that's the stuff. And, and then we have to open more questions. Like, what if they do think you're too much? Like, what is it they need, need to learn in terms of who you are, if that is what they mm. think? Like, they should be asking the questions too. We all should be asking yeah. better questions, being more curious about ourselves, but being more open to the expression of each other however that may be Mm. whatever that may look like and however freaky that may come across to some people and like freaky is good like so honestly like we just gotta start letting the things that begin because it's be a story we've been told that oh that's a bit freaky oh that's a bit that's a bit out there and what if what if what if what if it's it's one of the keys to our freedom our personal freedom what if what if, what if I get self-power from mm. expressing myself in that way? What if my power is juicy? What if I am nourished? What if I am full mm. up? Imagine what it would be to be full up. We often think that about people that are in bigger bodies, for instance, that they're too much because they, you know, they, they consume so much. And it's like, what if we did consume too much? And that's how we're taught that, like, consuming too much. I mean, I'm in a bigger body. And there was often judgment about, like, oh, like you don't eat a lot you understand why you're fat and you're like wow like because I'm and, and it's just like other people's versions of what nourishment should be and yeah. and so it's a lot of shoulds it's a lot of shoulds it's a yeah. lot of other people's stories yeah belief systems opinions put upon you and that's what we need to be breaking that spell in all the little ways which are all about you were talking about this the somatic experience is the the we can only start to really understand ourselves when we practice like chatting to ourselves, like asking ourselves, like, what does that feel like? What does that even feel like if someone says that to me? Where am I feeling that in my body? So that we can start to trust ourselves again. Because we're only going to trust ourselves and our wisdom if we trust our bodies. Mm. Mm. 
And a lot of people overlook the power in all of the small repetitive daily stuff. That is where you start and that is where you keep playing and experimenting and exploring. And I say it to my clients. I've said it about sex. I've said it about power. I've said it about consent. I've said it about personal preference, everything. It's the small, small, small stuff that you overlook but that is repetitive and wears you down or keeps you in holding and Mm. That is where that is where you start. You start with you start with the small things that are actually representative of the big things. Yeah, yeah. The small and, and honestly, the simplest practices are the ones that are always going to bring you home. Like yes. honestly, the yep. things that we take for granted, like the breath, the, the just simply touching our heart, touching our touching our bellies, like touching mm. our body, like honestly, making sure we're in it most of the time you know like every morning I'll tap my body because sometimes I'm not in it yeah you know even even someone who like me who is so-called trained in you know the space of somatics trained in understanding these bodies you know I'm still under that same societal spell yes we're all having to break it together so Mm. yeah 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 Lisa, what are your edges with being too much since we worked together in 2018? Like what, where are you at with the too much personally? Hmm, interesting. Um, I'd say, and it's not too much, it's because throughout, um, like I'm a writer first and foremost, like a creative and artist, I'd say. And in doing that, I've, always been like what I call a journalist and not in the sense of I mean I am a trained journalist but someone who journals life like who who journals her experience and who shares that experience um I guess like my edges have been sharing myself in a world that has become so narrow focused now like because of um like because of many things but the world specifically because so many people spend so much time on social media so literally their focus is become narrowed by looking at a very tiny screen Mm. but what that's doing to their bigger experience is narrowing their worldviews because whilst you think Mm. it's um you've got access to all this information which you have what you've not got information to is knowledge right like what you've not got access to is your own body wisdom because you're literally Mm. so um like tunnel visioned into this device like to this tiny tiny screen so like literally blinkers and 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 so I guess what I've noticed is that um I feel like my edge is like I don't want to share me in a world that has become increasingly more judgmental in a world that is increasingly more um this or that versus what about this and that and you know like what if yeah you right and like why can't and. there be two why can't there be this and that why does there have to be this or that and in that world I've because I've my edge interestingly is like the too muchness of vulnerability you know the too muchness of putting myself out there in a way that I used to fully enjoy felt too much Actually, it felt too much to be then putting myself out there to be judged by others. That's not what this was about. This was always a creative process for me. It was always creative to share Um, on Instagram. It was always creative to share in a blog. And so now 
my edge has been like, how do I continue to be creative? Like, how do I continue to share from my, um, from my wisdom, from my wisdom place, like my belly, my womb, my deepest knowing, my ancestral lineage? How do I share that and um, honor myself in the process? Because I'm not putting myself out there for, um, to be judged by, the this or thatness mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. It's not like I mean I think any of us that write books, any of us that create a thing, like of course you're putting this, yourself out there for judgment and critique. Like that's such a different thing. Like it, and and conversation. Like that's what it was always about for me. And so yeah, it's almost as if like the too muchness is like there was too much of me out there that I had to yeah. pull some of that back in. Ah, and that I need okay. to practice. So and it's almost like. Um, the, the 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 cyclic nature of my work meant that I spent a lot of time in the feminine energy, which is messy, which is spilly, which is very like not structured, mm. and it's almost like when there's no edges, like you share everything. Yeah. When there's no edges, like you turn into the sea, like you just return back to, like you know, those, you're not a contained pool. Of, of 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 creativity you're then basically this which is great because sometimes we need to go back to the sea replenish pull in and so it was like recognizing actually I need to call in a little bit of that masculine structure now I need to create some um container for for my creativity for what I share and I have to practice some discernment so it's like it's almost like that's my too muchness like it's like the the allowing it all to be there and then now to be like, oh, actually, to contain that on my terms, not on societal mm. terms. I don't even know if that makes sense, but, like, it's definitely what it I does. feel. <laughs> it does. And as someone who has witnessed your work since, you know, let's just say end of 2016, I've definitely noticed that that shift. I've definitely noticed containment in you and it felt, as an observer, it just felt pure. It felt like pure health. It felt like yeah, like pure necessity. Hmm. And uh, I like really, I have, a, I have a she power collective where I where um, which is a Patreon space. And of course, it's not private. Of course, it's not safe. Inadvertent com- inverted commas. But at least I'm creating a space, uh, a place on the internet where I'm inviting people to be in process. Yes. Like like to be in process versus like you haven't got to have your shit sorted out. You, you haven't got to have like the correct terminology. You haven't got to have the right words for things. Like we are exploring things here and there's permission to like mess it up. Mm. You know, there's permission to go like, oh, that's not how I should say it, is it? And, like absolutely not. That's absolutely not how you should say it. And this is what we should look at. As we explore what's unfolding in our in our landscape, like our inner landscapes of being in relationship with each other, with with partners, with sex, with our bodies, and in relationship with the greater kind of landscape of the of the world outside our window. Right. So and it's like that is how. It was like literally I created a container to be in process so that there could be progress. Because if there isn't process, there's not progress, right? Like if you keep saying mm-hmm. this is right, this is wrong. And don't give people the space to explore. Don't, don't, don't give people the space to be curious. Then what? What are we doing? Like what are we doing in the world if there's not that space? Mm. 
And your mm-hmm. Patreon has intentionality, whereas Insta- something like Instagram, that open forum state, it's like yeah. there's no account- accountability, and I mean that in the sauciest version of accountability. <laughs> um, there's just a... It, it can, as a creator on Instagram, someone who really enjoys Instagram, it can feel yeah. like really, really leaky and strange to have all these tendrils going out and you're not, you're not, mm. you can never be certain of how, and I'm not responsible for how someone consumes it or how, what they do with that. But from what I'm hearing about your Patreon, what I've always assumed about it is that there is that intentionality, there is that sense of shared mission and vision in yeah. deeper questioning and inquiry that just isn't isn't possible on Instagram as a free platform where anyone And that's all it is. It's a, pl- it's a free it platform. And like yeah. if people just like if you just allow that to be it, but if you're gonna make it where you judge people and tell people this is how you should show up. If you don't do this, then you're not you're this. And if you don't if you and like no and you know the biggest deal for me is that no one gets to tell you how to show up. Nobody. Mm. Like that's your decision in life. And these are short, beautiful snippets of life that people are choosing to share with the world Mm. or a version of themselves that they want to be seen to be doing the right thing or, or please like me or, or please confirm and validate me, you know? And it's like, what if (laughs) like we drop some of that, but I also get, it's not safe to drop some of that. Like, you know, it's not safe for a lot of people to drop some of that and to be in the exploration and to ask the questions because a lot of people are shot down in asking the questions. But what about, oh, I'm curious about this. And that's not that's not encouraged or supported really on that in that space. And nor should it be, because let's remember it's a free thing, it's a free app on a phone. Yeah. Like what I'm keen to explore, you know, you say it's Patreon to a certain extent, right? Like, but um, we use what we've got, but there's also, you know, no replacement for conversation. There's no replacement for mm-hmm. which for inquiry and mm. self-inquiry, as well as inquiry with others, like in a retreat set up, which, you know, we've not had access to for a little while and, and workshops and things like that. So mm. I think, yeah, there should be some space for all of us to be curious and to explore whether that is ourself yeah, mainly ourselves because I don't really know what else there is to explore. And that may sound selfish, but ultimately if we know ourselves and if we're yeah. kind of rooted into the truth of who we are in terms of like, oh, this is who I am. Oh, this is what I like. Oh, this is how I want to show up. It just makes it so easier to then be of service yeah. to the world. Yes. Right? Like you can't solve everything unless you know who you are. Like if you everything is going out, you just become a martyr. Yeah. Like you're not, you know, you, you don't get satiated. If you're not satiated, you can't, I mean, you hear that saying all the time, like, you know, but it's, it's ultimately, if you're not satiated, then you can't help satiate other people. You can't. Yeah. No, no. You need to you show, can't. you need, you are, every woman, every person is in a position to show another way to at least one other person. So Absolutely. Be, like everyone, doesn't matter who you are, what walk of life you can be, you can be the example and then that liberates another person, another one. And that's what that's what I just love about this work is you just never know how far that reach will yeah. go from someone who absolutely worked with you. And just that yeah. ripple, that ripple effect is so it fires me up. It makes me so excited. It's like 
I don't mind if I'm just talking to one person on a masterclass because, which I've had that experience of, because I just, I trust that that can create a whole other ripple effect that it's not my, it's not my responsibility to get over involved and, and augment that. Let it go. Let it, yeah. Yeah. Let it flow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We need, we need to know ourselves. We need to understand our expression and then we can be the permission granters and liberators for other people. And who are right. struggling, who are in holding, who. And I generally think that's why I loved your book so much. And it's like it's it's even just the title. Like I say, you don't even need to open the pages sometimes of books when you own a book like yours with the mm. cover and that word. It's like honestly, that's all. Whenever anyone asks me for my job description, I'm just like, I'm a permission giver. Yeah, like, it's permission, yeah. like literally, because yeah. whilst we're still under the kind of constraints of of a societal spell then we need people to constantly remind us mm. we just need each we just need to remind each other on a daily basis because you know you can know all the things you can be you could have read all the books you could be doing all the work you could be a coach to like thousands of people yet we still need to be reminded each day that we've got permission to feel this way that we've got permission to show up exactly as we are with all the parts especially the bits that have been dipped in shame and have been yes. dipped in blame you know all of those bits and to be able to then go okay here I am and I'm still worthy yeah and it's still okay for me to be here yeah and it's still okay for me to take up space here like look I can take up space and then you know that's whole too much thing comes back to that as well people being too scared to take up space and then when they do take up space they're never apologetic for it yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, almost sorry, apologizing sorry. Yeah, like I've written a book oh I'm sorry I've written a book no don't be sorry like you almost like don't, <laughs> don't want to shout about the book because like they've written yeah. a thing they've created a thing that I'm not going to shout about the thing it's yeah, like, yeah. you've created something beautiful <laughs> yeah oh it's so true and there's a running theme through what you're saying today and that's and it's really something I've been playing with the last few months that I feel like will never leave me, which I hope will never leave me now that it's landed in, the concept of end, end, yeah. end, end, end. Adding an end, there are, sorry, don't get me wrong, there are moments where a full stop is yeah. one, is a complete requirement. Like this is how I feel full stop. What I love about the end is it is it gives that space for duality. It gives that space for being dynamic, for being multifaceted, to not have to be one thing and be linear and some of the other. To have it comes a back to that life. what you said. Well, exactly right. So it comes back to being in the darkness, so you can have that void, so you yeah. can be in the void because there's possibility there. Yes. If there's an and, there's possibility. Yeah. In which we can then allow there to be color. We can allow there to be views and opinions and conversation and and discussion and like and as opposed to what just being told that you can do this or you can do that. It's like no, that's not a juicy life for me. That's not. I'm not going to accept it. And I really hope that everyone listening is not going to accept that for themselves either because mm-hmm. they get to be, you know, they get to create what their version of juicy looks like. And also that's another thing, isn't it? Like recognising that we need to, do, like that we don't have to do it the same as everybody else. Like yeah. it doesn't have to, like activism doesn't have to look the same mm-hmm. for each and every person. Sex doesn't have to look the same for every other person. Like our gender doesn't have to look the same for everyone everything is up for possibly there's a possibility there's a there's a spectrum and there's a range Mm. and I feel like if we don't put the and in the the range is very 
is very constrictive. It's very small. If we allow there to be and, there's space. Mm. There's range. There's mm. possibility. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that feels so good. Okay. Um, I would love to wrap up with one question before I ask you a few quick shoot questions. Okay. Uh, so I would love, is there anything you've been so generous today in what you've revealed and tapping, giving us permission to tap into be more, to be too much through our creativity, through our creativity, through our voice, through how we show up. Is there anything else that you would like women who are struggling with being their fullest selves or their fullest identity to know? I don't think there's anything to know. That's the deal, isn't it? I feel like if we if we can, I, I hear you, and you know, I'm not being facetious. No, I, I love just it. Feel like... I love it. I love it. I love it. That <laughs> is how like, I am when, when I edit your when I edit your books. I'm, I'm like, like and yes. what about this though? <laughs> like, I hear you, and um, I guess like you know, there's a I've got a book coming out, and it's called Presence. And the reason I wrote it was as a love letter to myself. Um, first and foremost, to recognise that, like, that our presence, exactly as we are in every single moment and knowing that it's shifting all the time, like from moment to moment, like we spoke about earlier, like whereby depending on like your cyclic nature, depending on who you've interacted with that day, if anyone, right, will dictate possibly how you show up, but how to really, really like... And I guess it's self-love, but that always feels like an overused phraseology. But to have respect, to have honour for exactly who you are and a complete deep knowing that you are worthy to exist. Because that comes down to that not enough and, the, you know, the too much is that we're constantly like juggling both. And like some of us can really like oscillate between the two. Mm. on a on a moment to moment basis mm. and yet that sense of worthiness is like you like if you know you are here like you know I've got my wall here it says you lose your power when you don't know your worth and, it, and it's a little, little love note to me it's a love note to myself that like unless I know that I'm worthy and if I'm to keep looking outside of myself for validation for permission like you know and we'll happily Lauren and I will happily be your permission givers hold your hands until that realization lands in your body right and it is a and it is a realization that does have to land it's a practice we've had years and years and lineages and lineages of being told this is this is how it is and so we're the ones here now I'm picking it we're the ones here revealing it and so recognizing that you can be the fullest spectrum of who you are I feel like that's the and that every part of you on that spectrum is worthy to be oh. here, to show up and to take up space. Every part of you on that spectrum is worthy. Mm. Yeah. It just is. We are. We are all entitled. It's our goddess-given birthright to be here, to mm. sing our song and to really show up exactly how we want to show up, not how someone tells us it's the right way to show up. Yeah. Like, so, you you know, some people are bold and out there and have pink hair and tattoos and look glorious. And then other people are scientists. Other people are reading books so they can share the wisdom. You know, everyone's got their part and place. Yeah. 
And you don't have to be one or the other. Yes. Like, I love Real Housewives. But that don't mean I'm not spiritual as shit, right? So, like, you, I get to do both. Like, there's, oh, yeah, I've got hot pink acrylic nails. But I love being in nature. I love, like, I love digging my garden. Like, you can do all the things. Yeah. Not, you know, like, I don't mean, like, you're a woman. You can do all the things. Like, don't feel like that's you're, a pressure. Yeah, I just mean not, you, you, can, yeah. you can do whatever on the spectrum feels good and right and juicy. Yeah. Anything that nourishes. Yes. Yes. And be open <laughs> to your spectrum changing and your spectrum yes. looking and feeling different as you as you mature, as you get older and wiser, as you dig deeper, as you go into the shadows, as you And that you might change your opinion. Imagine yes. that. Imagine yes. you might change your views on things too. All allowed, all possible. Permission all allowed, all possible. given from Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is the official permission giver. I mean, me too, but she's got a book called it. So. Yeah, yeah. Trademark. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking there, is it? <laughs> okay. So. Speaking of books, your book presents. Yeah. You, you just announced, you just you just dropped it on us. You just dropped this beautiful, to use your word, glorious image on, on us about 24 hours before recording. And <laughs> I think it's safe to say most of us lapped that up and was like, oh, my God, there's a, there's a book. There's another book for me. Uh, can, you, can you just speak into uh, what your book is? <sighs> no, that's not the question I want to ask. Um, I don't want to ask what it's about. It's that's not the right question. What what is your what is your biggest intention with releasing your book presence into the world? What is your biggest hope? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Um, is that it's useful, right? That it's helpful, mm. and I say that in a very practical term because for someone like me who isn't like who isn't linear, who isn't um, like straight line thinking. So the creative process is messy. So I pull it all together and, and there's a lot of spilling. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of, um, yeah, possibility in, in like how the book could look, what could be put together. And this is a 30,000 word book. I usually write 60,000 word books, mm. right? So the So this in itself is like a task for me, like if we're talking about that container, creating containers, like this is a much smaller, much more yeah. like potentially constrictive. So it was up to me to really, and I'm still battling with it, by the way, there's still like a, mm. um, a part of me that's like, shit, I haven't put that in shit. I haven't put that in. Oh, that's not enough. And it was due out like, you know, it was due at the beginning of 2020. So actually there's a big time span between it being ready and it coming out in the world. So, you know, there's some, there's some inner, kind of little conflict going on going like oh god what if it doesn't make sense now and 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 that's like the beautiful part of the creative process and I really will always want to be really honest about that when people ask mm-hmm. like I'm like yeah I still get that I've got, I've got a lot of books out in the world and I still get that but this one is foundational like because I know what co- I know what's coming next like in my creative process I know yes. what's coming next in what I want to create and um and share with the world and I feel like 
this is a foundational piece. Like it's a part of a puzzle that we're all piecing together. So it will be a piece in a puzzle of books by other women that are all writing books around the world right now to help us all to recognise who the fuck we are. Mm. Remember deep down in our bones to call back all the places where our power has been taken from us, where we've given it like freely and go, actually, I'm remembering, I'm putting myself back together again. I'm reclaiming all my parts, all the parts and recognizing that my presence, like being present to my presence and recognizing the power in that is enough. Like the power of your presence is enough and like recognizing that. So that's the intention is the is, is the recognition of self is the recognized recognized kind of say it, recognition of self power of agency of self truth of self knowing and to recognize that I couldn't do it all right so yeah. as a creative you want to do it all like you're no longer yeah. when we, when we oh. read it in your book right there's pieces you want to keep in yeah. and so for a thirty thousand word book I have to trust that what's in there is enough too I have to trust that I'm enough. I have to trust that book's enough. Yes. I have to trust that I know what's coming next. And so I hope that the reader will then trust that this is part of a process. So there's my books that are coming next. There are people all around the world, like who are all writing books around this week. I can feel it. Like it's, 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 you know, your book is part of that. Like these are all parts of the puzzle of helping us to support each other as Mm -hmm. we grow those strong roots so that we can rise. Cause there's no point telling people to rise if if you're not rooted that's that's the goal here if there was to be a goal yeah (laughs) which I'm not keen on but if there were to be one it would be that we would we had all the support from each other from each other's stories from each other's wisdom so that we can grow those really strong roots trust ourselves and our knowing so that we can yeah we can all rise yes yeah Mm. (sighs) I love you I don't have a response to anything you say. I just have a declaration. <laughs> I'll take the declarations. I love you. you. I, could you listen, I could listen. I could listen to you all. I could listen and read your words all day and just and just bathe and bask in them. Mm, I yeah. You. I can't wait. I can't wait for the book to come out. I I I can having followed your work. I can feel the shift that's required for you to create a. And I don't mean small, just in word count, smaller yeah, yeah. container. That, that is a yeah. gift from what you've done. I also feel like intuitively it's a necessary step for you to really be in what you were speaking to um, a few moments ago about what your too much is. Yeah, and right. That, that was actually a requirement. <laughs> you couldn't do things the way that you'd always done them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's an expanse, and it's a constri- you know, it's a it's a breath, like it's an in breath and out breath, and we're kind of creating that all the time in our in our being. And if we can recognize that, it's like oh, it's and then it kind of replicate in the in the creative process. So yeah, there was a teeny bit of constriction, and now yep. hopefully because of that, there's something solid that yes. people will get and be able to make sense of, so that what comes next with the expansion will will make sense. Yes. <laughs> she says yes. fingers crossed toes oh. crossed everything crossed <laughs> it's guaranteed it is set it will be received yeah your 
the constriction with your expansion will allow us to receive and to feel, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a lot, there are a lot of things going on and it's all beautiful and it's all necessary and it's all going to, it's all going to work its magic and like like everything mm. that you generate. Um, Lisa, can I ask you a few quick shoot questions? Yeah, please to do. To get a little bit, like a little, a few other little <laughs> facets of who you are. Go for it. Go I'd love it. to know what's your favourite taste? Oh, um, pomegranate seeds. Mm. What's your favourite ritual? Um, sex mm. with someone I really love <laughs> with a Viking, <laughs> even with my husband. But it's, it's, good, it's like good sex, yeah, good sex, good sex, and and like with someone who loves you and loves you back, you know, who you love and who loves you back and, and yeah, who you can be your real self with. I think that's like the most intentional ritual. And so much is made in that space, like love ripples and, you know, potentiality is available yeah. in a ritual like that. So, Yum, yum. What's your favourite secret place? Well, it wouldn't be a secret if I told you, would it? <laughs> Well, it is called the Secret Swimming Cave, so we don't expect a little bit of revealing. Um, well, there's a few, but one of my favourites, and I, I mean, it's not that secret now because I've shared it in books, but in Glastonbury, that in the um, in the Abbey, in Glastonbury Abbey, which is this really beautiful um, place, there's like secrets within secrets in there. Like, so it's perceived as a church, but ultimately. It's way more magical than that if you know and if you feel and if you can sense, you know, if you trust. Um, and then there's a beautiful stone whereby if you sit on it and you can feel like, you, you know, it's um, I was I was taken there on the first um, um, and I was a very cynical journalist when I was first taken there. And then and, and this goddess, this beautiful like woman in, in suede clothes and tie dye was like, you need to sit on this, Lisa. And I was like, mm hmm all right and I'd just been told I had endometriosis and so I was like oh, whatever I'm not into this like I was fuming I was just yeah. angry at life and yeah. I was taking I had taken this job and then um and yeah so behind the um the kitchen in the abbey there's a, there's this beautiful like stone and those who know like it's not obviously on their guidebook but those who know know that there's this beautiful stone and so this this beautiful goddess woman said to me to sit on it and then ever since, I mean, I've lived there for a couple of years. And then ever since, that's where I go now because the energetics that it holds from all these women, like sitting astride this stone where they've been told that they used to, women used to bleed into it and then it was used in with the herbs and it was made into medicine. It was made into all gorgeous sort of possibilities. Um, but actually, like just sitting on it, the potency from so many women. So even if it isn't true, even if it isn't true that it's magic, it's still one of my secret sacred places in the sense of like just women over the ages have sat on that stone. Even in the last 10 years have sat on that stone with that same intention of release, like what we were talking about at the beginning of the call, mm. you know, and it's like, and it holds such, I remember the first time I sat on it and the energy that I felt move right up through me, in me, up and out of me was, um, yeah, was so potent. And so it's one of my favourite places. It's not that secret, but you know, I don't know my secrets. I'm a Scorpio. I can keep them close for I, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get you, I really want to get you back on in your, in your, your ovulatory phase and just, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, come on. Yeah. Like, obviously, bordering on Lutile and be like, okay, you still got like, <laughs> you got the energy. Yeah, get me, get me on one of them crossover <laughs> days. Get me on a crossover day and now many ones. But yeah, it's true. <laughs> I love it. Um, 
What's one word that you'd hope people would use to describe you? Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Um, wow. <laughs> I'm literally looking around my room going, God, I've never thought about that. And it's actually a really, is a hard question to feel, mm. Lauren. That's a really hard question to feel. Um, supportive. Mm. I don't mean like helpful or nice because that's not always how support is. Right. But like I always want to be supportive and I hope people experience that when they come into my being, into my own presence, that yeah. I want to support them. I want I want the best for them. I always want them to rise. Yeah. Mm. You do. Good question. Good yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what gives you goosebumps? Um, good sex. Um, tell them Scorpio, hey. Um, good <laughs> sex. Um, when you, a beautiful piece of art, as well like if I can if someone makes a, you know a piece of art that really touches me and and it creates a, a bodily response like goosebumps is always that that happens to me um and oh what was I going to say before I interrupted myself with art um I was going to say something else goosebumps oh no that's it it's gone it'll come back if, if I'll, I'll have to Message you if it comes back. Yeah, message you. <laughs> I don't know. Because you'll be having goosebumps about the thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, when, it comes, it. when it comes up. I think maybe even conversations like this, when someone meets you, when you're met, is mm. always a beautiful. When you're fully met, right? When someone trusts, like, that, yeah, you're non-linear. Yeah, you might not say the things that, like, would be the right thing to say for a conversation on a podcast, for instance. But actually, mm. you're able to yeah you feel comfortable you feel comfortable seeing met you feel nourished from the conversation and then like afterwards like you've got these little goosebumps going like oh that was so good yeah yeah one of my favorite sensations um who is one woman who's really seen you Mm. Mm. my nan yeah. I just see. I just looked around. There's a picture of her there, and it's like she was mm. this fiercely, not fierce, but she was like no nonsense. But she was very fierce, and she was, um, you know, a mum. Like she was mum to like nine children. So, um, and then two that died in childbirth. So she, yeah, she was a strong Irish woman, and yeah, she, she always knew I was magic. She always knew I was magic. So that's that, and she always reminded me of my magic, even when I would prefer to be kissing boys and and listening to boy bands. Yeah, I like she was like, you do realise your magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't care about that, Nan. I'd prefer to be like just kissing boys now. Thank you. When I was a teenager, that was especially when she reminded me. (laughs) But she reminds me lots more now. Now that she's not here in her body, it's much easier for her to guide me and support Mm. me (laughs) in that way I think Mm. beautiful I love your references to your nan in your books it's like you can feel it you can feel it just (laughs) you can feel it you can feel her yeah she's she's a special one yeah Lisa thank you so much for exploring what it is to be too much and so much more than too much Mm. no thank you thank you you're so welcome it was a joy it was so great to reconnect and I have no doubt that this is the kind of episode that listeners will re-listen to and will 
a new new pearls of wisdom will drop in on the second, third tune in from because it was just when you speak it's it's clear and rich. Like and 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 Oh, just, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, just adore you. And I know that the listeners of The Secrets Women Keep are going to receive, be in a position to receive so much from what you've shared in this hour. I hope so. I'm wondering where can we find you these days on online? I'd love to see you in person, but I'm like, oh, I think I might <laughs> I know for now, for now, for now it's online. Um, yeah, so I am on Instagram um, mm-hmm. at, at Sassy Lisa Lister. I'm very sporadic on there. Um, I have a website, which is thesassyshe.com. And um, on there, you can find out about the She Power Collective, which is where I share every week. So there's like this really beautiful diary bit where I just share every Monday, like the Shescape, my Shescape, our Shescape. Um, And we do rituals, we do fun things. And we just really explore the, like like I said, the landscapes, inner and outer, um, so that we... Yeah, can navigate this current these current times that we're in <laughs> together, <laughs> which is mainly that is the deal. So we can be in process and in progress together. That's the deal. So yeah, there. Um, yeah, sassyshe.com. Yeah, yeah, yep. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you again. And I just yeah, I can't. I'm I'm I love watching the unfolding. Like I'm going to oh, enjoy, like I just, yeah, received so much from you and, um, yeah, really, really get so much from watching the unfolding and know that there's always more with you, that there's always more and it's exciting. And <laughs> thank you for being a permission granter. Oh, thank you for giving <laughs> us all permission. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. I have no doubts that this episode has contributed to your understanding of your secret self. If it's activated you, take the next saucy step and by sharing and tagging me on Instagram so that together we can create an even bigger impact of women feeling seen, heard and understood. 